Welcome to the Purposeful Caregiver Podcast. I'm Dr. Emily Riley, an occupational therapist. And I'm Dr. Devin Turnbull, a physical therapist. And we are the owners of Purposefully Home. We provide in-home care to older adults who want to age safely in place, including supporting their caregivers with education and training. We started this podcast when we realized how often families struggle when caring for a loved one and lacked the proper resources to keep them thriving at home. Our goal is to provide you with information that will support and guide you through your current caregiving situation. We'll talk about everything from the limitations of our current healthcare system to safely designing your home for dementia. You'll hear from a variety of expert caregivers and professionals alike about the challenges and joys of caregiving and how they conquered burnout while maintaining a balanced life. We hope that by listening to this podcast, you transform from an overwhelmed, burned out family caregiver into a confident and empowered one. Our mission is to help as many seniors age in place as possible, and we are so happy you are here on the journey with us. Thank you for tuning into the Purposeful Caregiver Podcast. My name is Dr. Emily Riley, and I'm an occupational therapist. And I'm Dr. Devin Turnbull, and I'm a physical therapist. And in this episode, we want to give our listeners some insight into our backgrounds and how we got into the business of helping caregivers train and be educated in taking care of themselves and their loved ones. In general, we both chose to pursue careers in rehabilitation in order to help people recover after an injury or an illness, but also to help them learn new ways to do everyday tasks when full recovery may not be an option. So Emily, why did you choose to become an occupational therapist? Well, I chose the field of occupational therapy because I saw firsthand how challenging some of the simplest of tasks could be. When I was young, 16, My mom was sick with a brain virus. And so I got to really see kind of the whole interdisciplinary team work Mm -hmm. together all the way from physicians, surgeons, nursing, and she ended up having brain surgery. So we brought her home and I kind of saw that recovery process. First, we didn't know that it was going to be a recovery Unfortunately, she had a very rare condition that nobody really knew what it was and it left her nonverbal. So she wasn't speaking. It left half of her body paralyzed. So she wasn't walking. She couldn't communicate with us. She couldn't mobilize and get around the house. So she required a wheelchair Our house definitely was not accessible. (laughs) And so I just saw my dad who became a family caregiver. He doesn't have a background in medicine or anything medical. And he was a food salesman and he became a family caregiver. So watching (laughs) him kind of just finagle and do things, what he saw kind of done in the hospital and based on the people that were kind of coming in and out of the house. And my grandma moved in with us. So she became a family caregiver. And so everybody kind of worked together to lift my mom and move her around. And miraculously, their efforts were a success. And so now she is a walking, talking, dancing machine. (laughs) (laughs) That is miraculous. (laughs) So it just really piqued my interest in, in the brain and 
and how the body works and just kind of that process. I know not everybody has a recovery story and a lot of times they're continuing to live with their condition. And so I just wanted to be able to make a difference and help those families. Mm -hmm. So what about you? How come you became a physical therapist? Well, that's a great question. I would say from the time I was in high school, I knew I wanted to do something in the healthcare field. I just didn't know what exactly I wanted to do. And you'll see this is kind of a trend with me as we move forward into my professional life. But I really didn't make up my mind until after I graduated from college. So I, you know, I did all the pre-med courses and everything like that. And uh, I had the opportunity to shadow and observe a lot of different healthcare professionals while in school, a lot of family friends, people who just would let me come and hang out with them for a day, physicians and nurses or PAs and uh, some PTs as well. And I really liked physical therapy for a couple reasons. One is that it seemed like it was a job that would give me a lot of autonomy um, when some other careers in healthcare didn't have as much autonomy. I saw that it could be very rewarding in terms of seeing the progress that patients made throughout their plan of care. And I knew it would allow me to treat all types of patients since I didn't exactly know what specific population I wanted to work with. One of the good things about physical therapy and, and occupational therapy too is that it lets you, if you want to go treat kids tomorrow, you could. Um, mm -hmm. If you want to go treat people who've had traumatic brain injuries the next day, you could do that too. So I like the flexibility of that. And then lastly, I like that it's a very active job. I worked a couple like eight to five desk jobs in my time. And I just knew <laughs> that I did not want to be at a desk for eight hours a day. Um, yeah, so that's a struggle. <laughs> now I'm just up and moving all day at, and, and I feel good doing that. So anyway, um, just like I wasn't sure what type of healthcare career I wanted. I also didn't really know what population I wanted to work with coming out of PT school. So thankfully, my first job was working at an outpatient clinic, and it gave me a lot of opportunity to see all different ages of people with various orthopedic and neurological conditions. So I could see somebody with low back pain, and then the next patient would be somebody who just had shoulder surgery. The next patient could be somebody with Parkinson's. So it really gave me a lot of variation. And ultimately, I grew to love working with the senior population. And that population became my focus when I eventually created my own practice because I witnessed how failure to maintain mobility with aging or after an injury can be really detrimental to someone's health and even contribute to cognitive decline as well. Yeah, I always knew I didn't want to work with children. So <laughs> me too. <laughs> I was never in was my a bad example. <laughs> wheelhouse. <laughs> but yeah, working with the older adults and, and seniors is a lot of fun. And I can definitely relate to the autonomy. And I didn't really realize how much that we would have kind of working in this in this profession. It really is so dynamic not only with the population that we can can work with, but just the skills that we use. And, and it's really, really cool. So mm -hmm. yeah, 
<laughs> so after we both worked in traditional corporate settings, I also had a background working in skilled nursing mm-hmm. and long-term acute care and even in the hospital setting for several years before I started branching out on my own because I also saw the need that people want to have a better quality of life and be out and engaged with families and activities, but they don't always have the capacity to have that follow through after they leave rehab. So yeah, we kind of have similar stories as to why we started our own practices and then collided here at Purposefully Home. (laughs) (laughs) So we really wanted to fill our passion for helping people and knew that the restrictions not only corporate health has on on the type of practice and our licensure that we're able to do, but just the restrictions that third-party payers have. So Mm -hmm. for those of you listening, this is kind of mumbo jumbo talk, but you probably know the challenges that insurance have on you. You know, if you're trying to see a specialist or see a physician and you're waiting for prior authorization or you're trying to pay these crazy copays, they have a lot of red tape. So, yes, they do. <laughs> yes. So, separately, Devin and I created our own private practices. Mine was in occupational therapy and Devin in physical therapy, but we crossed paths because the entrepreneur pot so to speak, is is pretty small. And so you come across as you're looking for different resources and support and trying to build a network so that although you, we wanted to work on our own and have our own autonomy, it didn't mean we didn't want to work with other people. <laughs> right. Yes, there is a difference there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we found each other through an entrepreneur kind of social group and kind of support coaching group. And we realized that not only were we doing a great job of kind of parallel working together, we started referring our clients to one another and we complement one another. So physical therapy and occupational therapy can kind of get misconstrued or misunderstood. And they are very distinct, although there are a lot of overlaps. And so we decided to join and combine forces so that we're able to really provide the clients and the community that we serve a much more well-rounded and comprehensive experience. It kind of just takes away a little bit of that transition and, and kind of delay in some of that supportive care that we're able to provide. Right. Yeah. And like you said, there's a lot of overlap between PT and OT, but there's also things that we do separately. So that's one of the things we initially began doing when we combined our businesses was to provide mobile physical and occupational therapy to people in their homes. But we quickly realized that this wasn't the only service that people were needing and wanting. So we quickly branched out into doing home safety assessments as well. And by doing home safety assessments, we're really able to get a much larger picture of the issues that our clients are facing in their homes in terms of their ability to continue living independently or 
needing different types of equipment or modifications to their environment to fit their changing physical and cognitive needs. So the home safety assessment side of the business really led us into why we started this podcast, which is caregiver training and education. Because most of the time, unfortunately, our clients had family members or friends or paid caregivers providing some type of care to them who all had questions or concerns about how to best do that job of taking care of their loved one. And we saw value in not only treating our clients, but also treating the caregivers about how to best take care of themselves and their loved ones. So that's a little bit of our our backstory. And we'll be talking a little bit more about our business in, in the coming episodes as well. Yes. So thank you for tuning in and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning into the Purposeful Caregiver podcast. We know you have a limited amount of time as a family caregiver and appreciate you choosing to spend it with us. We would love to have you join our community, the Purposeful Caregiver Facebook group. Be sure to also sign up for our email list at purposefullyhome.com so you never miss an episode and have access to get to know us a little bit better. Lastly, stay tuned as we will be announcing the launch of our virtual caregiver workshops, where you will transform from an overwhelmed and burned out caregiver into a confident, empowered one. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. See you on the next episode of The Purposeful Caregiver.